1: This is who we are. Welcome to the Tabletop Inventing Podcast. How can you get your Kickstarter idea funded? Is it possible to be immune to a brain freeze? What would cause a successful college student to abandon their degree? Listen in for the exciting answers in today's podcast. Hey there, Innovation Nation. Today, we're talking entrepreneurship. And at the center is one of my favorite topics, learning how to learn. Alexander Pope said, a little learning is a dangerous thing. Drink deep or taste not the Pierian spring. His assertion was that if we learn, we should go all the way. On the podcast today, Andrew Lenn asserts that the idea of learning how to learn itself is a really dangerous skill to have once tasted the spring of knowledge spoils our ability to live an average life here at tabletop inventing we believe this idea so strongly that we have built our whole company around it including one of our favorite activities inventors boot camp we fill a room with 3d printers embedded processors sensors 3d software and computers for programming and then set students free to discover that ever dangerous idea I can learn on my own. In every class, several students are set free to discover the universe without limits that are imposed by others. To find out more about the Inventors Bootcamp, visit ttinvent.com slash bootcamp now. That's ttinvent.com forward slash b-o-o-t-c-a-m-p-n-o-w. Or you can just visit ttinvent.com and click the Inventors Bootcamp button. Our guests today do not sugarcoat their feelings about formal learning. They aren't hostile to traditional learning, but they've learned how to learn on their own and that my friends has proven to be a very dangerous skill for these three entrepreneurs. So I have three guests today uh, and these three guys have started a small company called Juicebox. They are all from Ohio State University and we met them at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas and they have created some fascinating solutions for Macbook and other electrical cord issues. The And I will let them talk more about that. Our first guest is Lucas Williamson and Lucas is an entrepreneur and he says that he had an operation not too long ago that lengthened his left leg an inch and a half. That sounds like a story in itself. Andrew Len is another member of their team and he says he's immune to brain freezes and we're gonna grill him about that a little bit Scott Sherpenberg the third member of their team there has had six broken arms I'm not even sure how you do that Uh, he says he's an expert juggler and he created his own major design business and entrepreneurship so Lucas tell us a little more about yourself
2: Uh, so I was an entrepreneur and uh, from Cincinnati Ohio came to Ohio State I have a, a background in fine arts before transferring to Ohio State to pursue entrepreneurship and, and industrial design um, in their design program. I've also started some other companies. Uh, right out of high school, I started a company that did custom sports gear and wrestling, apparel, and, and headgear before moving on to, to this company, Juicebox, and, and working on this really cool MacBook uh, Apple accessory.
1: So how did you get interested in entrepreneurship? Is this something that you've always done or is this something that just got in your blood when you were in high school?
2: It was, I think it was in my blood since as long as I can remember. My father is an entrepreneur. I grew up around that atmosphere, that mentality since, since as long as I can remember. I was pursuing you know activities in, in extracurriculars that involved entrepreneurship since as long as I said, since day one, as early as I could get my hands on making money and, and delivering a product. I was I was getting after it
1: so let's do a switch to Andrew so Andrew tell me a little more about this immune to brain freezes thing I have to admit I'm a little skeptical
3: (laughs) well it was something that was discovered at a very young age and it was actually something that a good skill to have in the cafeteria during grade school you know you, you can make some pretty interesting wagers and bets and I always knew that I would win so
1: so that must have started pretty early. So how did you end up in this entrepreneurial vein? Was this something that came early or something that came late?
3: Yeah, so I think it, it's kind of rooted in, in kind of what began really early on for me, and that was all kind of built around my interest in design and engineering. So my dad was an engineer, and, you know, I could always take apart the toaster or take apart the drill, and, you know, he always, he wouldn't ever get mad about it, or and he'd always... uh facilitate me you know learning things about design and all that stuff and so kind of through that developed some skills where it's like if we can utilize these skills to build things that people want then let's do it and so that i started like i think like selling stuff on ebay when i was 12 and had people come in to pick up parts and they would meet a 12 year old at the other end of the line
1: (laughs) was that surprising for them
3: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, "Is your mom home? Like, <laughs> was, was she selling this stuff? You know." Uh,
1: let's do a quick switch to Scott. What's going on, Scott? I just want to know how in the world you break your arm six times.
0: A lot of snowboarding, football, you know, getting a little rowdy on the playgrounds, that sort of stuff.
1: So, how did you meet these other two guys?
0: So, Andrew and I actually we went to high school together, grade school and everything. We've known each other for a while. We did a lot of skateboarding. He's also a skateboarder, snowboarder way back in the day. And like he was talking about, we kind of always did stuff together in that aspect. And then Lucas, I met at Ohio State in the industrial design program, and we connected immediately as he had a company he was running. Andrew and I just started a company, and and the rest is kind of history.
1: So how did the MacBook power cord thing come about? Tell me about that story.
0: Yeah, so in our design class, Lucas had actually, he broke like four of them, well, three of them, and we were always talking about, like, we had other kids in the class breaking them, we just said, we should make a little simple solution for this. And at that time, I had just gotten a Windows computer to run some 3D programs, whatnot, and Lucas asked to borrow my charger, and about two weeks later, he returned it broken.
1: So... (laughs) So 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 Lucas is a little hard on Mac power chords, is yeah, that what you're yeah. saying? He's a
0: little rough on him.
1: <laughs> so this came up from the design class. Which one of you was the one that kind of sketched up the design?
0: We all kind of collaborated on it and we entered a pitch competition and for that I made a quick rendering and some sketches. And then after that it, a collaboration of sketching. We all have the design backgrounds and stuff, so just really a lot of collaboration on shapes and how this can function and we knew we wanted it to be simple so we came to our conclusion fairly quick because it's not too complicated
1: so let me have a quick switch back to lucas okay all right so give me a backwards history how long ago was it that you guys had this design class and came up with this solution
2: so we actually me and scott met almost four years ago now Yeah, at Ohio State, so just almost four years, just a little bit under four years, um, at Ohio State in in what they call the pre design program, which you have to take to get into the design program. We met there, we connected immediately. We were both transfer students and had a great, uh, just great connection there with being involved in entrepreneurship and driven, and, and obviously a little bit older designers and whatnot. And then from there, we got into our first year of design. And then that following year, I actually took time off to work full-time with my other company, and that was the year that we actually came up with the idea over the summer leading into what would be my junior year and Scott's junior year at the design program. And that was when kind of kicked it off. So you guys are about two
1: and a half years into this at this point.
2: It's actually more about a year and a half. Yeah, if you look at From when I originally started breaking my chargers, it'd be more about two and a half years. (laughs) The initial design came up about a year and a half ago, a little bit less than that. And that was when we started actually developing the company and building building juice box and the brand as it is today.
1: So you guys started about a year and a half ago and now you've been to the Consumer Electronics Show and you guys have a successful Kickstarter campaign, correct?
2: Yep. And back in uh, last about a year ago, this month we completed our first uh, Kickstarter campaign.
1: Did you guys launch the second one? Or are you still in preparation for that one? Uh,
2: the second one was a client project that we actually did launch back in the fall last year, and we raised over 50k for our, one of our clients called Spoolie, and that was probably one of the products that we showed you.
1: Ah, okay. So you guys, so you guys are now the Kickstarter experts in your little community, and you have people coming to you saying, "Hey, help us get on, help us succeed at Kickstarter
2: too." Bingo! We've actually launched a new company that does just that.
1: What is that company's name, out of curiosity?
2: That new company is called Launch Labs. You know, we focus on early stage startups, basically. You know, a, a high caliber incubator launch platform per se, right? To uh, to really accelerate growth, and, and we specialize obviously with the crowdfunding aspect in the space.
1: So you guys started with an idea about a year and a half ago, and you are now. You've now created two companies, or are there more here?
2: <laughs> there is more, more that we unfortunately cannot disclose. Ah.
1: Um,
2: we, we have some great partnerships going on with the community and, and the university, and a lot of great things going on as our as success continues to grow, and I'm sure you'll be able to hear about it in the coming months.
1: Excellent. Well, let's take a switch. Uh, at this point, uh, just, well, I'll tell you what, pick, pick either Andrew or Scott, whoever you think is the best person for this question. I'm interested to know how have you guys, how did you guys decide in the beginning to get together and start a company? Was this a, a conversation over coffee? Was this something that just sort of evolved naturally? How did that come to be?
0: Yeah. So after Lucas had broken those chargers and broke mine, we were kind of throwing the idea around of, you know, there could definitely be an easy solution to this. We, we saw tons of people in our classes, breaking them, and we're all really involved in Ohio State's entrepreneurship organization, Business Builders Club, and they were having a pitch competition come up, and we had all previously won one, one or two, and you know we love pitching, and obviously winning money, so it was about a week before that, and it was the deadline to submit an executive summary to get into the competition, and we said, you know what? Let's just do it. So we submit the executive summary. We get in the competition. And a week later, we end up winning the competition. And that was our first $1,500. And set up our company, put that money in, and, and started preparing for our Kickstarter.
1: At this point, you guys were sort of in the junior year process at Ohio State. Have you guys finished up at that? at this point? Where's that at?
0: Um, so Lucas ended up he took a leave I think shortly after winning this because his other company was consuming a lot of its time and then I finished out that year and then that is where I ended up creating my own major so I basically took what I had up to in design and then I had already had an entrepreneurship minor and so I had to make a big proposal and say hey this is what I'm really interested. I'd like to substitute my senior year of design for the business minor as well as some additional business and entrepreneurship courses. Neither of us have actually finished at this point. My GECs were done and then I picked up some more as I had to switch what college, quote unquote, I was secondly in with arts and sciences and, and the business stuff. So I picked up some GECs and now those are kind of my last couple of things I have to finish up.
1: So has Andrew finished up, or are you all sort of on hiatus until you get this thing up and off the ground?
0: <laughs> so Andrew graduated, and he actually he got a job coming out of school at Procter & Gamble. So he worked there for a year before he decided it was time to quit that and pursue his entrepreneurial dreams.
1: Well, let me ask you this question, then I'll ask it to each of you. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your educational experience coming through grade school, high school, college. What was that like for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, so coming through grade school and high school, like I said, I was always a little, uh, little rebellious as a little skater kid. (laughs) Didn't care too much for school. Uh, Got into high school, obviously started caring a little more, but then really got involved in football, and then you know that kind of consumed a lot of my time, a lot of my focus. Through high school, you know, I was really focused on things that weren't school, and then getting into college, it obviously changed. I figured out what I wanted to do with design and got into that program and really, really applied myself. I think for my first couple of years in school, before I found my major, I never got anything below 4.0. And I really knew I had to you know, step up and get focused and figure out what I wanted to do and pursue it to its fullest. In college, I really used school more as a platform to learn, not necessarily to get that degree. And that's why I haven't even gotten it yet. I have more than enough credits to graduate. I can't because there's a couple of stupid classes that I have to take. But I always used it as, you know, what do I need to know now that I can apply in the real life as we're starting companies doing this? So instead of focusing on how to get my degree, I focus on how I could take classes that would help me learn what I need to know now and in the future. So really just took a different approach. My parents hate it because they obviously want me to get a degree. But at this point, I'm not concerned about it. No one's ever asked me for my degree or to see my diploma. So I don't know. Not a concern of mine. My concern is that I learned everything, and that diploma doesn't give me access to what I've learned. I already have it.
1: All right. How about you, Andrew? Did your experience coming through Uh, Your school experience, you know, grade school, high school, college, what was that like?
3: I would definitely say school was never a priority. (laughs) I tended to always find something else to work on or focus on or put my energy into. I honestly didn't mesh well with the way school is taught traditionally these days, and I think that's a fact that more and more people are finding. And I think that's something that'll change in the coming years. But that's kind of a whole nother discussion. But Obviously, I went through with it, got the degree, and you know, kind of did it. And I would say I don't think it was a waste of money or really a waste of time. But in my philosophy on it is learning how to learn, and that is a really dangerous skill to have. So <laughs> that is any a dangerous aspect skill. Aspect of business. and that's basically what today's schooling prepares you for: learning how to learn about anything. And we encounter so many challenges on a day-to-day basis that. Being used to trying to learn new things and figure stuff out is really the key.
1: Well, so you've given me a great segue into this question we like to ask. So in the digital age (laughs) with YouTube and Wikipedia and Google and all these resources at our fingertips, what does it mean to be, quote, educated?
3: I would say that it's something that you look at kind of on a contextual basis. So you know, if I were to look upon someone and be like, are they educated in the realm of consumer electronics? Or are they educated as a dairy farmer? A lot of these people are are learning these really cool new skills from a really broad range. And they're learning from YouTube videos, they're learning from Wikipedia. And I guarantee those people accompanying their experience with kind of just their learning online are probably better off than a lot of people that kind of go through the traditional route. So I think it's... uh, like I said, on a contextual basis, you kind of walking through it and learning for yourself. I think that's another big trend that's happening now is people are more and more so taking it upon themselves to go ahead and learn new things and research and find out you know stuff you know as we have the magical tool of the internet at our disposal.
1: So let me ask this question and then just pass the mic. I'd just like to get the input from each of you on what is the purpose of an education I'll let you start?
3: So the purpose of an education, I would say, is to give you the tools you need to achieve what you want to achieve with the energy that you have in your life.
1: I like that. I like that. Next.
2: (laughs) What do you, you know, I guess my first kind of rebuttal question to that, and I'm only saying it kind of as an advocate, is, you know, what is an education? You know, is that piece of paper an education? You know, does that classify you as someone that is proficient and, and efficient to go into the real world and, and make a living and be successful and support a family. I obviously have not finished my undergrad degree yet. I've already chosen one year you know to, to take time off to run a company that I felt would give me an opportunity to be successful beyond my wildest dreams than going and being a monkey in, in my field you know a design monkey at a school or at a design firm sorry. And then, unfortunately, you know, this semester as well, I, I took off to also pursue another company, Juicebox, uh, because of the opportunity that I saw was much greater than right now. You know, going to classes that I wasn't really getting a lot out of and not interested in something that I wasn't passionate about, as well as not even getting any value that I can turn around and apply it in the real world. And, and then, kind of the final note to that would be. The, the student loan debt that is, would be piling up when I could be making money and, and building building something great and, and learning a lot. So what is an education? I think education is, is very multifaceted in your experiences and your learning and your application in, in the real world and, and in school. Don't, don't get me wrong. What you learn at school is very valuable, but that's, yeah, that's a tough one.
1: All right, Scott, you are on the spot for a short answer to this because I know you guys got to go, but what is the purpose of an education?
2: Purpose
0: of an education is, well, I heard Andrew say to learn how to learn, and that I, I really agree with that. And it's, it's to learn what you need to learn, to take you, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's learning how to learn, exactly. So it's trying to figure out the unforeseen things that you might come across. For example, obviously you take accounting and finance, and you're not an expert in accounting and finance, but you lay the base of understanding. And speaking that language so when you are doing it in the real world you know what to expect you know how things work you know how to talk to professionals too so I can get on the phone with our CPA and walk through things with them and have a decent understanding at least of what he's telling us so I think it's just that foundation of find out some unknowns so that when they happen you go "Oh yeah I knew this was gonna happen kind of and I know how to
1: deal with it so I love that answer. Well, thank you guys so much for taking a few minutes to connect with us. We'll link up your company and other things in the show notes so that our audience knows how to get in touch with you. Awesome. And thank you guys so much. This is fun.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. We really look forward to being in touch. And I think with our new companies going on and Launch Labs, there's definitely going to be some room to be in touch further down the
1: road. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll let you guys go. All right. Have a good one. If you've been enjoying the conversations and insights here on the podcast, share it with a friend. Great ideas demand to be shared. You can also help fellow parents and educators by subscribing to the Tabletop Inventing podcast in iTunes, leaving a rating and writing a review. If you use Android, subscribe, leave us a rating, and write a review in Stitcher. Links to subscribe can be found at www.ttinvent.com slash podcast. Contact us, and we'll think through the comments and answer your questions here in the podcast. And be sure to let us know if you'd like a shout-out or to remain anonymous. You can share your comments and questions at www.ttinvent.com podcast or by emailing us at podcast Let's discuss your thoughts and questions. Join us again next time when we will again seek to answer the question, What is the purpose of an education And as educators, how do we awaken the inventor in each of our students?